This is Listener Request Month, but we have a small request for you, and that is if you are an Android user, you should check out the Podcast Republic app. It's free, it has thousands of great reviews, and all you have to do is download it to see for yourself. So check it out, it's available on the Google Play Store, the Podcast Republic app. You favorite your favorite podcasts, they download right to your device, and you're listening in seconds. The Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. This is just a wild idea. We're approaching uh, the five-year anniversary of this show. It's the end of August, uh, and I thought it might be fun if people want to give this a try. No, If not, no big deal. But uh, if you want to call in 856-DISSECT and leave a message with uh, one of the little intro names I give Andrew, uh, it would be cool to put together a super cut of people calling those in. So, you know, a man Wait, who, like make up their own or ones you No, used? I mean, I think it should be favorites. So it would be like a super cut of the last... 130 some odd episodes of like you know a man who knows that i don't know i don't remember any off the top of my head as i say it but uh if any of them have stuck and remembered to you or ones you found particularly funny that might be a fun uh fun thing uh but yeah so we're coming up on five years which is pretty insane uh i think <sighs> welcome to the second the 80s i am the tortured soul that inhabits Triplino and the broken spirit that rests within his body. With me, as always, is my tag team partner. You know him as a lot of different names, so make one up yourself. The Macho Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Leno. And I no longer function as a human being, thanks to Jason and Phoenix, who made us watch the Garbage Bell Kids movie. Let's hear it from Jason. Hi, Tripp and Andrew. This is Jason calling from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm going to request a little-known feature from 1987 entitled The Garbage Pail Kids Movie. I actually haven't seen this myself, but I'm going through the schedule for Turner Classic Movies, and yes, the vaunted Turner Classic Movies channel is going to be airing this, um, I guess we have to call it a masterpiece, at 4 a.m. Hope this gets into consideration. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much, Jason. We really appreciate your submission to Listener Request Month and definitely relish the opportunity to watch this fucking piece of shit movie. It's so bad. And I know we say that a lot, and I feel like we're running out of uses. We're like running out of bad movie cards to throw. But uh, we are, I will use a handful of them on this movie. I literally could not watch more than 15 minutes of this movie in one sitting before I, like, my body just stopped working. Like, I could not pay attention for more than 15 minutes at a clip. And my I would just be like, is there a phone or a, no is there, like, a Dostoevsky novel I can translate from the original Russian, maybe? Like, is there is there any sort of thing I could do? Uh, I could clip my own toenails. I could clip someone else's toenails. I could clip an animal's toenails. Like, is there any any other thing I could do that's not watching the Garbage Hill Kids movie? It took me a while to realize it, but what this is is a Muppet movie made with absolutely no heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like someone watched the Muppets and doesn't understand it at all and was like, okay, I'll make one of those. And it's like... That is a very difficult needle to thread, and they didn't even touch the needle and the thread together. Like, not only yeah, did they no. miss the, the thread loophole of the needle, they didn't, like, their hands missed each other. Oh, God. It's so, so, so bad. Like, 
redefines unwatchable in the context of this show for me by a yeah. wide margin. I would rather watch uh, uh, what was that Courtney Cox to me more with the 3D for, no, I was sl- Parasite. Yeah, that's it. I would rather watch Parasite 3D like on a loop on a loop than watch this. I think the weird thing about this movie is that normally we say you know, this is barely a movie. This is so bad it doesn't count. They put in so much effort into this movie that it fully counts as it, like, all the shit that they did and, like, production that they went through to make it, it's a fully-fledged movie. It's just awful. Yeah, it's it's atrocious. Anyway, we watched The Garbage Pail Kids, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your terrifying rubber faces with no articulation. Some guy better about your terrifying rubber faces with no articulation. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Yeah, and that's a huge problem. Like, if you're going to make a puppet movie, make a puppet movie. Like, I don't understand how you look at this from a quality assurance standpoint and are like, oh, that's this is fine. This is totally fine. I think it's because they're, they're not puppets or robots. They're people costumes. Right, but the faces have robotics in them. And, like, I don't, I don't remember what year this was. I don't know if you caught that. 87. All right, so, like, we're not that far from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that has, like, articulated... I mean, I haven't watched that in a long time, but I remember those faces moving, like, like not hitting me like this. But also, like, Child... When was Child's Play? 80, early 80s? Child's Play, I think, was 84. And, like, that is on that scale, and the talking holds up pretty well. Yeah, Why I mean, wouldn't you just... It's a little different because of the scale, but yeah, you're you're totally right. But that's totally I mean, like right. if you if you know Chucky can be done, why would you not just try and do that same like get the guys who did Chucky? Don't try and make this a people movie. Just do that. Right. Uh, Child's Play is eighty eight, by the way, so it's even closer to this. Uh, yeah, no, it just makes no sense. It's like they spent no money on the one thing in the movie you should spend money on. Well, apparently, because um, I, I, I IMDb'd and Wikipedia'd while this movie was on because I needed something else to do, um, the the head talking technology was not where they wanted it to be when they started, but they didn't have time, and they were like, "Eh, we'll we'll perfect it as we go." <laughs> Did you Plot twist: that? they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they certainly didn't. Uh, did you know that Michael Eisner owned the rights to this in the last like five years and like talked consistently about getting a remake off the ground? No, but yeah. that doesn't surprise me because he's the king of bad ideas. Yeah. Well, let's. He did some good things. We're, let's, this isn't a Disney podcast, but we don't need to put Michael Eisner on trial here. He did some good things, but also made some terrible decisions. Yeah, but I think like all of our favorite things from Disney parks are courtesy of Michael and his son Breck. His, his son's name is Brick. Breck. Oh, that's not better. <laughs> um, and that's also, still not a name. Also, uh, I know this is like really late by the time y'all are hearing this, but it just happened a couple days ago while we're recording. Uh, we haven't recorded in like a month, so if we're 
terrible. We apologize, but hopefully we get right back in the swing of things. Um, but Rip Torn just died, so I, I hope that they're hosting an intergalactic kegger up there for you, buddy. It prompted a very interesting discussion that I was reading on Twitter uh, about how there's really like no character actors coming up anymore, right? Like there used to be character actors of all ages, and all of them are dying, and now yeah. it's like like if you're gonna make like a Magnificent Seven, which is you know full of character actors, or like. Uh, you know, an ensemble sort of like roughneck movie of like soldiers or something like that. It's like, you know, when they remade the Magnificent Seven, it's like Idris Elba, Chris Pratt. It's like all these people are beautiful. <laughs> what? Where's all our weird faces? I miss weird faces. Rip Torn, weird face. I miss Even them. like, I was trying to think of like character performers and like Rebel Wilson, but she's got a beautiful face. Yeah, there's no there's no weird faces in Hollywood anymore. And even the weird faces, like the guy who would qualify, I think most of the current era. Adam Driver is way too pretty, even though he was like a legit Marine or he was in some armed force. I think he was Marine. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He was in, I think he was a Marine. He might've been in a different branch of armed forces, but like a guy who should have a face is like extremely pretty. He's very soft. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I, he's might've killed a man. Like it's, it, he legit, I don't know this to be true. I'm not trying to say he's a, he did it, but I'm just saying he could have killed a man. I, I'm trying to think who, what character actors we have. No. There aren't, there just aren't any young character actors. And it's like, you know, guys like Rip Torn worked their whole career, but they were never, he was not, he wasn't like a leading man that became a character actor. He just like was a character actor. Yeah. But like well, our, our favorite Dick Miller, like there's no Dick Miller working right now, but Dick Miller worked for like 75 years. Dick <laughs> Miller played the same part <laughs> yes. for 70 years. But he was like, he was like a young janitor and then a medium janitor and then an old janitor. And now we just have like, if the janitor would be like Kevin Hart and he's just like, he's just like, Hey, I'm a very nicely faced Kevin Hart. Now I want to write a play about the three generations of Dick Miller janitors. <laughs> Would you call it Miller's Crossing? No, not that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have to talk about this movie because we're... Do we? We're obligated to, thanks to... Jason. I almost wish we would just do release an hour-long silence podcast. Yeah, I, this if there ever was oh, a time... Oh, the audio got corrupted and we're not yeah. going to fix it. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's such... It's like... We're clowning on the guy a little bit, but we do genuinely appreciate everybody that that called in with their choices, and it's genuinely very cool the number of people that we had do it. But like, oh my god, our Patreon folks were very nice to us, in all things considered. It was like, here's some stuff that we think you might enjoy, or I'd like to hear your take on, or whatever. Oh, actually, go ahead. Well, I think it's... I've, you know, this movie frequently tops like, oh, the worst movie ever made lists and whatever, and I'm a person who enjoys some bad movie like the super mario brothers movie i enjoy i think it's stupid and like clearly made by executives who have no idea what they're doing right and so i was like oh it can't be that bad but this is just like a whole new plane of bad yeah it's inexplicable um i also want to say uh i had to cut it out because we had recorded the episode already before we got um patreon listener tom who to like write in and tell us or call in and tell us about the movie we picked. Um, we recorded it like right after we picked those movies. So he made this point in his phone call and we didn't get to touch on it because I really don't want to talk about this movie. I want to bring this up for, uh, 
real genius. Uh, he likened the character that Val Kilmer plays to the one that James Roday plays on Psych, and I thought that yes. was like a really yes. good reference point. Yeah, since we're both big fans of that show, I was I was listening to his message, and he made a couple of really good points, some of which I had to cut out. But that one in particular, I had to cut because it was like I don't want him to say this and then us not acknowledge it on the on the recording. People are gonna be like, that was kind of rude. So, uh, very good point about Val Kilmer's character in Real Genius. And now, after ten minutes. I will finally start recapping the plot of the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Uh, we start with a garbage pan, garbage can flying through space. It looks terrible. It literally it, looks like someone tied a fishing line around a trash can on uh-huh. a black screen and uh-huh. just was like, good enough. Which, when it's killer clowns from outer space, super charming. But killer clowns doesn't literally doesn't look like it was shot in someone's basement. Right. With by like people who don't care, right? Like right. Killer Clowns was a work of love. Yes, for sure. So it is a Topps chewing gum production. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Which is just amazing that they just put that right on Front Street. I wonder if it's the only one. It's gotta be. What's what would the other one even be? Like the, a baseball? Well, there card was a movie? cartoon show. See, I see this as a perfect Saturday morning kids cartoon. Uh, th- so I wrote later, I'll say it now, this is a cartoon, but made with live action. Like, if this had been a cartoon movie, a thousand times more watchable. But, but there's something about these particular, I don't even know what to call them, costumes, I guess? Designs? Yeah, where, like, you know, we've watched a lot of stuff in this vein. Like, Howard the Duck is similar to this, and uh, Killer Clowns is similar to this. But both of those have, like... I don't even know how to describe it. Like a design choice that feels intentional. Whereas this just feels that intentional. Like, right. Where it's like Howard the Duck doesn't really talk all that well because it's like a duck beak, right? Like that makes sense. And the killer clowns are these like weird aliens. They established the garbage pail kids as aliens, I guess. But the universe they inhabit is utterly insane and not like the one that we live in, even though it's supposed to look like the one that we live in. So their faces and the fact that one of them is just a talking alligator is just insane. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think this movie is just so poorly established and it's a 90 minute movie. Like, I don't want you to add anything to it. No, but like, so the movie starts, you could cut 20 minutes out of this and replace it with some level of explanation of this and we could still you be could right cut at that 90. stupid fucking song yeah we could lose the song we could lose one of those two or three fashion montages like any number of things could go and we could get something um i don't know i don't want to i'm gonna double back to some credit stuff because i like the credits but the movie basically the show is the garbage pail in space as a rocket ship and then just jump just smash cuts to it's in an antique store and it's sort of implied through dialogue that it's been there for a while. Right. But there's no title cards. There's no, like, we don't watch it crash and then see six months later. We don't. We just see it in space and yep. then see it in a store. And that's it. And then the old man, like, clamps the lid down and is like, oh, no, you're not getting out of there. Implying that he knows what this is and where it comes from. But he doesn't explain it to, to Mackenzie Aston later. He's also an actual wizard. Yeah, he can do actual magic. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. This movie doesn't make sense. Um, so it's a Topps Chewing Gum production. Yeah. The credits are super cool and super silent. I was like, 
where's I'm, in my brain i'm already prepared for the like killer clowns theme song esque blob theme song esque sure. nonsense for yeah, these yeah, garbage yeah. pail kids and it's not there and Whoop. i was like this is weird and then later it's in the movie yeah it's <sighs> it's so inexplicable the only thing i like about the frankly the whole movie is the fly-in of the trading cards of like showing i love the opening the credits yeah i think it's the opening credits are very successful it's the only thing that's successful about the stupid movie so then um, we see the kid getting beat up well i want to talk about some of the performers in this movie oh well, real quick okay uh so the the main kid is sean astin's brother Mackenzie astin he has like an actual career i I knew a couple things he's done. I believe he was in that movie that filmed in Frederick when I worked there. Oh, I was just like, I, I was like, oh my God, Aston, is that the same? And I was like, it is the same. And I was like, I can't imagine the feeling of like having a career of your own. That's like solid. Like you're not a household name really, but like you are a solid career, but your brother is just like smashing the game. See, I don't know. So Sean Astin does like one big thing every decade, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. I like Sean Astin. I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but it's yeah, like, I love Sean Astin. But like, so I know him from the Goonies. Everyone else in the world knows him from Lord of the Rings. Right. Because in, in be- they're the rest of the world. Right. <laughs> right. And in between there, he like, and then he was on Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things. Like once a decade, he gets a, de- he gets a decent sized role, but he does a lot of the same stuff. Mackenzie Aston's doing like, uh, Sean Aston is the lead of, oh man, what's that Eli Roth movie with the bloody infections cabin fever. Uh, Sean Aston is the lead in cabin fever three. Like it's oh. on an Island now, I think is the subtitle. I didn't know there was a third one. Um, it is unwatchable, but uh, not surprising. But yeah. I just mean like, you, like he was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which dominated movies no, 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 and not, the Oscars yeah, for years. I'm not, I'm not poo pooing you. I'm just saying he has a very weird career where he like once a decade gets a huge project and then he just like does whatever he wants for the rest of it. Which honestly, like as an actor, is probably pretty fun. Where it's like I do the one big thing, right? Like he gets all ten episodes of Stranger Things or nine whatever he does a whole season of stranger things then he goes away he does like you know a couple episodes here or there of a tv show and gets to go away so i i think he's probably doing fine yeah but that's but i just i can't imagine that feeling of like i'm doing pretty good but god damn it my brother's doing great yeah although like i said i think they're like it's it's like they have a parallel line except every once in a while sean astin shoots for the moon and comes straight back down like it's just a single guess, blip. Yeah. It's not even like a like a mountain pyramid shape. It's just a straight line up and right back down. I guess. I mean, okay. I, I, I pulled up Sean Astin. To tell, first of all, he did the voice of Raphael in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like some iteration of that. But like uh, a movie called Checkmate from 2015. Another movie called Do You Believe from 2015. The K9 World Cup. I guess that's an animated movie with dogs. I would hope so. Or it's like an Airbud. The Surface. He does like a lot of directed DVD schlock and then occasionally like a huge movie. It's very weird. Like, I don't know if he just like enjoys the work and wants to work, but it's he like he does a bunch of crap and then one huge thing and then goes right back to the crap. It's very weird. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
And then the magician, the wizard we mentioned earlier, is played by Anthony Newley, uh, who is a highly accomplished composer of film and musical theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, He's written such hits as Goldfinger. Oh, I did see that he was, yes. Okay, I did see that. And Feeling Good, originally made famous by Nina Simone, and then Michael Buble's Velvet Buttervoice did it. Yeah, uh, no, he also yeah. wrote the score to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and won an Oscar for it. Does that mean he's responsible for Cheer Up Charlie? Because if so, I have a letter I would like to send. He is, but he's also responsible for all the other great music in that movie. Uh, Cheer Up Charlie counts like a negative 10. He, it's an easy fast forward. I, it just and makes no... Why is it in that movie? Because they needed an emotional scene. We... We don't need to talk about that, but oh they my needed God. the bathroom moment. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a go get more popcorn section. Um, and he wrote like four musical, like four fairly decent sized musicals that obscure that people who know obscure musical theater would recognize. And I was like, "What are you doing here, buddy?" There is one person listening. He's like, "What is it? What were they?" Uh, he wrote no, "Stop the World, we, I Want to Get Off." We don't actually go ahead. And um, oh, fuck, I always fuck this up. The the roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. Those are the two that I remember. And yet it is, that is, it is supposed to be flip-flopped like that. One person is just pumping their fist out there. Woo! I recognize that. Anyways. So this kid's um, getting beat up. Mackenzie Asson's getting beat up. This 14-year-old's getting beat up by 20-year-olds. And one of the garbage fellow kids is like, these are my kind of guys. Real psychos. And if you're like, oh, it's another one of Tripp's trademark bad impressions, you'd be wrong because it's pretty close to the voice quality. Don't you dare besmirch the work of Jim Cummings. I, they're all so bad. That is Jim Cummings, well, the it's voice bad of job Winnie by Jim the Cummings. Pooh, the voice of Tigger, I know the who voice he of is. Pete. I know. He can do bad jobs. This the is one of them. Not. This is basically his Pete voice with, like, a little watered down. Pete? Uh, the big baddie from Mickey Mouse cartoons. Oh. In Steamboat Willie, he's the uh, not-Mickey character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't care if it's Jim Cummings. It is hot trash. But yeah, these, like, tw- late 20-year-olds are beating up a 14-year-old. Yeah, and apparently they all go to school together. Okay, movie. It's well. Apparently, the wicked. IMDb told me that the Tangerine, the girl, and Mackenzie Aston were only a year apart in age. Yeah, I, I saw that too, and like I don't know if it's just the Mackenzie Aston hadn't hit his growth spurt yet or something. And I'm not trying to clown on him, but he looks like a child baby, and she looks like it a looks woman. like it looks like Mikey. Like he's yeah. he looks like you know Mikey looks like a 14 year old, 13 year old Max. Yeah. But it's not like the it's not like the Goonies where you know um, Josh Brolin, James Brolin, the Brolin and the Goonies. <laughs> Josh Brolin, Josh, like Josh looks like eighteen, 19, like he looks a couple years older. These are straight up like post grads. Oh yeah, no, they look like they're they're nearing thirty, frankly. Yeah, and they're beating him up. Also, the paintings in the store's eyes move. That's not explained. Again, it's Muppet. It's like Muppet uh, logic. It's like Muppet Universe. Yeah. Muppet Universe, Cartoon Universe, but not fun. So he goes to work and he's all muddy and his boss is like, well, the I'll clean your clothes. Boss. Yes. We're like, I'll clean your clothes for you. And then the washing machine starts. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> we're just going to gloss over this. This kid works for an actual goddamn musician. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
This a kid wizard. works for an actual goddamn wizard, and we're just not going to talk about that? Yeah. L- every other moment, he's like, Higgitus Pigatus, and then a thing happens. And Mackenzie Aston's like, well, the store was fresh out of unicorn horns, crazy. Don't call him crazy. He does actual magic, and you <laughs> yeah. watch it happen. Yeah, it's like... I recently watched uh, what, what the hell is that movie called? The kid who would be king. The kid who could oh, be the king. The yeah, the Arthur movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, fell asleep halfway through. You stayed. You powered through, and then went. You don't have to finish that. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's, it's I thought I was gonna like it more than I did, and I really liked the first like act and a half, and then I kind of lost interest. But anyway. That movie is like regular universe. Oh, by the way, Excalibur is real and magic exists. And then there's a Merlin and such. And, and it's everyone like, reacts accordingly. Right. Most of the people are like, yeah, okay, idiot. What are you insane? And then when they like get magic proved to them, they believe it. But this guy just does, you know, higgledy piggledy, wash the clothes. And then they do. Yeah, I, I just was like, wait a minute. This is a, like, we are 10 minutes into this movie and yeah. I already have a list of questions yeah it's not good so the magician then goes on this rant he picks up a sword i don't know why i guess they're like sorting through crap and the he's like this is such an elegant weapon then some fool came along and invented gunpowder and then another fool came along and split the atom and i'm like wait a minute (laughs) how long have you been here yeah yeah exactly i'm like are you are you saying you personally predate gunpowder because if so what is this? And what are you? Are you you're Merlin? Yeah, because he would have to be Merlin. He would literally have to be Merlin. And, like, I'm fine if he's Merlin. Just I, frankly, tell me that he's Merlin. so much more interesting if he is Merlin. It's, like, ten times more interesting. Like, oh, by the way, Merlin runs an antique store and knows what the Garbage Pail Kids are <laughs> is a movie I, that I am at least curious about. <laughs> that is, that is a, a movie trailer that I watch. And I'm like, I would see that. That is a movie trailer that I send you a link to. And I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Is and this we have, for real? We have a few minutes of text conversation about. And instead, it's like, no, he's just a, a random musician. But then I also love the idea you keep of saying like, musician. <laughs> just say wizard. <laughs> okay. I guess I can't say magician. Um, I also love the idea of just like waxing eloquently about killing someone in a more you know, you know, oh, it's more it's more a uh, dignified way to murder them with a sword than to shoot them with a bullet. Like, I I'm mean, pretty sure the guy who's dead doesn't feel that way. Yeah, but, like, there's some validity to that statement. It's the same reason why, like, I think uh, older slashers are kind of more intense and scary because their killers use, like, knives and machetes and like finger blades they have to get up close to stab you it's not like the purge where someone's just like boom from across the street with a gun like that's anyone can do that someone with (laughs) guts has to walk up and stab you i guess but i still feel like when you're dying you're not like oh this is so much more elegant than if i were shot from across the street I'm I'm less likely to haunt someone who stabs me than who shoots me like if someone shoots me i'm like hey I'm a cat now, and I'm just going to knock shit off your shelves. We talk about that with an alarming regularity. Um, So the kid almost topples the garbage can, and the magician is like, hey, don't do that, you fool. And he picks it up, and he, like, wedges it into the top shelf, at which point Tangerine, the the girl who is the apple of this kid's eye, comes in. Also one of the bullies. Yes, but he's in love with her. 
Uh, and she she thinks he can fix her, obviously. And she's in a primo teal leopard print mini dress. Yes, she is. It's very ridiculous. And she's like, "You got any beads?" And he's like, "I have so many no. beads." She doesn't ask. He goes, I have stuff you could use. And she's like, what? And he's like, for your fashion designs, I have buttons and beads and strings of pearls. And he just like starts pulling out notions to be like, look at this. And she's like, it's like when a little kid's like, I made a hand turkey. And you're like, that's great. (laughs) And they're like, and then I also made another hand turkey. This one's blue. And you're like, cool, cool. And then they're like, oh, and then this one's green. And you're like, oh my God. And this one's you and it's yellow. I just want to get drunk. It's Thanksgiving. I'm exhausted. I just want to drink this wine in peace. I'll come see your fort later, okay? I just ate 1,700 calories in one sitting, and I'm about to have pie. Please, just leave me alone. (laughs) Yes, I'll come sit in the blanket fort in 10 minutes. I promise. (laughs) I will take a nap in the blanket fort. I promise. I just gotta choke down a slice of pecan pie and just a sliver of the pumpkin just to say you had it. Yeah. Um, But it... it, Because I spent... 90 i spent 70 percent of this movie thinking that she was seven years older than him yeah i'm just creeped out the whole time and then i found out that they were only a year apart and dated they were dating during this movie really wow yeah there's a part where she like kisses his neck or whispers in his ear and the kid definitely is into it and it's really uncomfortable looking but yeah it's another one of those like technically it's not wrong because they're only a year apart but like visually it looks really wrong. wrong yeah it's lucky it's this way and not the other way, frankly, because like societally people would be like even in the 80s, I think people would have been uncomfortable, whereas like yeah. now we're uncomfortable watching it. But people back then probably didn't bat an eye like, oh, that, oh kid's, God, no. that kid's probably thinking he's got, oh, look at him. He's like, oh, he's getting the pretty girls older than him. Yeah. Yo, he's so lucky. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Terrible. And then um, he smells her hair. Yeah. And I'm like, she's a bully. Yeah. You're being weird and young, and Did, you're smelling her hair. You know what? There is one time and one time only it's acceptable to smell another person's hair, and that is when you are in bed with them consensually. Or, counterpoint, someone's like, smell my new shampoo. Okay, fine. The one time in the history of human civilization that someone has walked up to someone else and said, hey, smell my new shampoo, that would also be You're free. Be okay. Hang on. Well, in my, amongst my friends, I've done that's happened before. Like, right, okay. I got a new shampoo. It smells real good. If you're out there listening to this show, please t- uh, write in at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com or tweet or Facebook us and tell us if you have ever asked or been asked to smell someone's shampoo because I that has never happened to me. I have. I'm not suggesting that it hasn't to your lying. I'm just saying that it's not a thing that happens. Um. So then, so Tangerine's boyfriend is named Juice. Yes. And I don't know if I love that or hate it. I don't know. I, in another movie, I'd probably like it. <laughs> I, I just like don't have the, I genuinely mean I don't know whether I love this that or hate is... it because I don't have the brain capacity anymore. <laughs> just talking about this movie is exhausting, frankly. Like I am so tired and we've only, we've barely gotten 12 minutes into the movie. My boyfriend, I said, oh, I have to watch a movie. And he was like, oh, I'll watch it with you. I haven't done that in a while. What is it? I said, the Garbage Pail Kids. He was like, that sounds super fun. And I was like, I'm just going to warn you that from all accounts, it's not fun. Trip has texted me two days ago to say, hey, you should not watch this in one sitting. And I'm choosing to do so because I'm running out of time. And I watched like, this on 
three days worth of like lunch breaks where I do like I do a half hour, but I couldn't do the half hour in a row. I'd do like a fifteen minutes, and then I would do something else for fifteen or twenty minutes, and then do the last fifteen minutes. Um, so he was like, oh, "That's cool. I'll I'll play my game. I'll come in. I'll come in later and watch." So I'm watching. He shows up and goes, "Oh God, their faces!" and walks out of the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Juice shows up to the antique store and he's like, what are you doing hitting on my woman? And I'm like, he's 14. Yeah, exactly. And you're 28. He's a child. Why are you upset about this? You can rent a car. How do you feel threatened by this? He's a literal child. And then, so throughout the movie, they like, this is a bit that. On, I feel like on paper they were like, oh, and then there's a, like, carnival strong woman in the gang, but then didn't lean into that, because that's basically what, so there's two dudes and two ladies in this gang, and the one lady that isn't Tangerine is, like, a, a sideshow freak strong woman. Yeah, she's like a pro wrestler. She Always could have been on leotards. the original Glow. She was a Glow. <laughs> what? No, it's exactly right and grammatically correct, it's just as a funny way to say it. Thank I was like, I said, I was like, no, that was right. That's grammatically right. Although I think Glow is gorgeous ladies, so maybe it's not, but I don't know. It was funny. It, it holds up. Um, I also like how this kid, they're like, we're going to beat your ass. And she, the Tangerine's like, he's only 12. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not 12. I'm 14. I'm fully capable of getting a beating. I'm like, why are you arguing into the beating? You, you had a door. Walk through it. And then they like knock him out and take him down to the sewers. Well, first he like uh, he avoids them with like random odd nonsense in the store. He's like knocking over shelves and he like home alone. He tries to home alone his way out. Yeah. Then we go into the sewer and the two dudes can't open the 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 pipe thing, but are are you know? Let's talk about Helga. Helgina, the strong woman, can let's talk about the pipe thing because we go into the sewer and this is straight out of a Muppet movie or television show or Mel Brooks. There's like eight pipes and they just all have very specific labels. One says Zoo, which I don't think ever really comes up, does it? No, hot tub does, bathroom yeah. does, yeah. But hot tub, the the pipe is labeled hot tub, as in this person's singular hot tub has a pipe specifically for it in the municipal sewer. Sure, sure, fine, sure. It's it just it didn't it never fully went for the nonsense. Directly adjacent, by the way, to a pipe that is actual toxic waste. Well, I mean, as we learn from Jason Takes Manhattan, that every night at midnight, the New York City sewers fill up with slime. <laughs> That's so funny to me still. God, you kids almost you almost got hit by the toxic wave flush. You know, the toxic waste flush in New York City under a major city every night when we flush poison. You know, the poison clouds. Oh, God. And so they do that, and then they... So th- their purpose was to dump toxic waste on him. Yes. And then they dump toxic waste and they're like, ew, this is gross. Let's get out of here. What did you think it was? <laughs> did you think it smelled good or something? Like, what is the purpose? Like, when you when I hear toxic waste, a very clear image pops in my head. Uh, he, also, is- he also, uh, by the way, in the kerfuffle, knocked over the garbage pail and let the kids free. And I didn't I, – also, in the style of this fight, like, they keep, like, catching him and punching, and then he's like, squirts away, and then they catch him and punch him again. It's, like, very much like a 90s wrestling 
where it's like, oh, they're uh, brawling, they're brawling to the back. My God, what's back? Is that a trash can? What's back there? And then they would like cut to a pre-taped fight where they were like punching and stuff in the locker room area and in the kitchen and all that crap. This would be prime for a pro wrestling um, um, tie-in where like someone picks up a trash can and throws it and then the goop comes out. <laughs> and then one of the kids gets up. I don't think anyone would want to see a garbage bell kid wrestle. No, but you know who would? Vince McMahon. <laughs> Maybe. Are you kidding? They're the they all they are are fart jokes in in person. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You're not wrong. Also, one of the other pipes says CIA, and another one says Dog Pound. Yeah, it just there's it, like all the all the puzzle pieces were there. But then someone cut a bunch of puzzle pieces to make them fit elsewhere. Right. So, so gar- then th- this is where the Garbage Pail Kids actually show up and they're like, let's save him and turn off the water. And they do the thing where they only show like feet and hands and like they don't show everything. And then 20 seconds later, they're like, here's every- here's all of them in full body shots. Yep. And at so this I don't point, know why we bothered. It's ruined my day, week, month, year, and maybe life. Uh, and they introduce themselves. I don't really care. The only thing I will remember is that the one is called, like, Vanessa Vomit or whatever, and I promptly forgot she vomits because she doesn't do it again until the last 45 seconds of the movie. Yeah. Well, like, some and I was of them like, have, oh, right. One, some of them have obvious powers, as it were. One is, like, Snotty Sally or something like that. But like, Nessie Tessie is that one. Okay. But then and there's her a- face looks like... it. So it looks like you face morphed um sissy spacek and and those <laughs> dogs that get sissy spacek <laughs> no 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 i'm not i don't mean it looks like you took one of those dogs that got stung by a bee in the mouth <laughs> like if they bit a bee and then face morphed it with sissy spacek like you just did awful things to sissy spacek's face yeah he does this the magician like knows them and he runs through this lineup of monsters each of which is grosser than the last and almost none of which have any facial articulation whatsoever the one that is the worst, I think, is the acne kid. Yeah, who keeps peeing himself. Yeah, I don't know why he's peeing himself. I don't know. It's gross, though. It's, like, really well, unpleasant to watch. There's a moment later where, okay, so normally when he pees himself, you just see his pant leg get wet from inside. Uh-huh. There's one moment where they're all together, and you see the pee outside of the pant leg. Yes. And I just... I have questions, but I don't need answers. Yeah, I don't want to know. I would rather not. (laughs) But it's just, I need to say it out loud for the people. Yeah. But, like, one of them farts, and then one of them, like, they all all seem to have a power. Like, uh, at first, they all seem to have a power. Like, one is real snotty, one farts a lot, one pukes, one pees. Well, I feel like snotty girl isn't a power. Like, what's the point? She uses her snot later to, Oh, yeah, for the TV. Yeah. Um... And then there's an alligator that eats toes, but doesn't really have any powers discernible beyond that. But then and there's, there's like, just a baby. Yeah, and the baby has no powers. It's just a baby and keeps asking. Like, its power is to ask people if they're its mother, at which point they get horrified and run away. But that doesn't seem like a power that's all that useful. Well, because his name is Foul Phil. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Is he going to poop? Like, is pooping his power? Right. But no, they already have a farting kid, so they're not going to do pooping. Right. And there's already a peeing kid, so that's out. So it's just a baby that, like, asks if it's your mo- their mother. And then, and then, and then, and then they're like, oh, this kid's covered in toxic waste. He should take a bath. 
and all seven or eight Garbage Pail Kids and the magician sit around and watch Mackenzie Aston take a bath. I'm glad you made a note about that because I wrote, he bathed in front of his boss. Yeah, that's weird, but also he bathed in front of a full-grown man and seven or eight weird alien mutants. I guess, yeah, I just, I I want to know where they come from. And they all comment about him. Like, the the one Garbage Pail Kid is like, hey, he's got cute legs. Ew. Ew. What are you doing? He's a child. She's the most normal one. I think it's I think it's the vomiting one. Oh, maybe. I don't know. They go on and on. Like, the magician talks about how, like, looks are overrated and he shouldn't think about that with this girl of his dreams, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the Garbage Pail Kids all start talking. And this scene is, I mean, it happens throughout the movie. But this scene in particular is nuts because it's, like, you know, six or seven of them are all talking at once. You could dub literally any dialogue over this. I mean, anything. You could recut this movie and mute when the Garbage Pail Kids are talking and just pick dialogue from a different movie and it would be fine because the voice, the faces and, and the lips don't even come close to trying to match. Even when they do close-ups on the face, it's like yeah, every fifth word. Yeah. And we're going to get into it when we do Little Shop of Horrors, but like Little Shop of Horrors did such a great job with puppet stuff and i'm not gonna spoil it until i make you watch that movie again but if you know a little shop of horrors you know why i'm mad about the shitty puppet work in this movie no i think the puppet in little shop is great the puppet in your stage play version of it when you were in high school was better than the puppets in this by like a wide margin no i mean the level of work they put in for the little shop puppet like behind the scenes yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the one you had on stage at our high school was better than this by a wide margin, and that was a bunch of chucklehead kids. Mm. Um, and they're like, they hate us because we're ugly. And I was like, no, they hate you because you're terrifying. Yes, you're actual monsters. It's just, it, it feels like they were like, let's write something meaningful about how looks aren't important. And that was as far as they got. Yeah, it, this movie thinks it has a message, and it definitely does not have a message. They just throw, like, a handful of aphorisms about, like, well, beauty doesn't really matter, and, like, they're beautiful on the inside. And I'm like, that's cool, but, like, I don't hate them because they're ugly. They're just terrifying. Right, they're genuinely upsetting to look at. So this movie had to get made with, like, maximum overdrive levels of cocaine, right? Yeah, I mean... Uh, it... So, we guess we should have talked about this at some point, but, like, the Garbage Pail Kids were, like, the rebellious in capitalistic way. They were, like, the Mad Magazine. Yeah, but it was, like, very specifically for kids being, like, I'm too cool for baby stuff like the Cabbage Patch Kids. Like, it was a very narrow band, right? Like, the whole... But they also weren't dolls. Like No, it was just train cars. They were strictly stickers. Right. Trading cards. Both. Right. But, like, there was no Garbage Pail Kid doll. Because that costs a lot of money to produce. These cost nothing. They probably didn't even pay the artists. Oh, you know they didn't pay those artists. So they they make these cards. The cards get some level of popular. I, I really... It's one of those fad products that's, like, really funny to see people... Uh, I remember 
seeing someone try to sell like a whole set of them on eBay for like some ungodly number of thousands of dollars. And I was just like, who do you think wants this product? $15 max. And that's only because it's a lot of stickers. Right. So, yeah, so that that becomes a phenomenon and some bright idea genius is like, oh, let's make a movie about that. Never should have happened. Uh, I'll take cash grabs for a thousand, Alex. Yeah, exactly. Except the movie was a huge, 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 huge failure because it's such a piece of shit. Because they didn't try. Right. Purple People Eater is better. Purple People Eater is like legitimately a lot better than this. Yes. And it's just like you can't just decide you're going to make a movie. Uh, be like, you know what? Let's make a movie featuring the Garbage Pail Kids that teaches kids that uh, beauty is only skin deep. All right. Where's the cocaine? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a huge mess. It's just a huge, huge, huge mess. Because in my headcanon, they like came up with the idea, threw it at some poor beleaguered female secretary, and they were like, just type it up. And she was like... <laughs> I'm in my 20s. I don't know anything about the Garbage Pail Kids. And they were like, here's some trading cards. And she was like, okay, I guess I'll do a first draft. And they were like, great, we're shooting this. And she was like, that's, no, wait, what? That's not even a script. That's not even a script that you have there. I wrote, I gave you 10 pages. Because, like, it's so sloppily written. Because, so, the successful version of this movie... I mean, there's a lot that makes the successful version of this movie. Would have uh, Tangerine, like, she's never written to really be nice. But for some reason, Mackenzie Aston is, like, obsessed with her. And, like, she has a flash, like, a single flash of kind of niceness. But then at the end, she, like, turns on everyone. And it's like, yeah, of course, because she wasn't a good person. There was no indication that she was a good person. Right. And the whole time that she was being nice, us in the audience were like, well, she's definitely not nice. And this is definitely going to backfire. Like, any minute now, this is going to... She's definitely just using him. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Tangerine, I don't... Does she live next to the antique store? Is that That's how that works? That's what it seems to, yes. So... She comes out of her house with a duffel bag and Mackenzie Aston is like, hey, Tangerine, I'll come with you wherever you're going. And she's like, it's also like lunchtime. It's one o'clock. It looks like. Yes. She's like, I'm going to the nightclub to sell my clothes. And I was like, that that sentence doesn't make sense. No, not even a little bit. So then uh, she drives through the Dark Knight Rises tunnel and suddenly it's nighttime. Yep. And she pulls up to a club, and there's, like, a bouncer and, like, people in a line. It's the open door to the club. And then people see her, and a gang of people run out of the club to buy her clothes. Yeah, it's totally, totally bizarre. I've been in a lot of clubs. Not one of them is where that would have happened. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we talked about the writing of this movie. It, was, it has two writer credits. The uh, The first one is a guy named Rod Amatow. Am- Amatow. Um, who started writing, like, he wrote a, a cowboy movie in 1952 called The Bushwhackers, and then he wrote, like, a bunch of those. You ever looked up, like, an actor who acted for just forever, and you see stuff like the original days of television? Because this, this, the guy has credits on these three, four television shows, which I find a hoot. The Pepsi-Cola Playhouse, the Revlon Mirror Theater, the General Electric Theater, and the Chevron Theater, all of which were, like, television programs of some type or another. Those were real shows? Mm-hmm. I think they were like each episode was its own thing kind of deals. Like okay. an anthology. Like uh, fairy tale theater. 
with uh, yeah, Shelly yeah, Duvall. The, yeah, it was just sponsored by Pepsi, and it was like, hey, drink Pepsi, watch this entertainment programming. But so he started, his first credit is 1952. Nothing can awake Snow White from her slumber except an icy, cold, refreshing Pepsi. Yes, exactly. Uh, so by the 80s, this dude's been working for 30-some-odd years. Uh, he writes the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Then he gets a story credit on a movie called Sunset that has uh, Bruce Willis, James Garner, Malcolm McDowell, Mariel Hemingway uh, in it. And that is it. He disappears after that, 1988. Well, after this, As a writer. Surprised. Yeah. He also directed the movie, this one. Uh, the, he did? Yeah. The other person who has a writing credit on this is a, a woman named Linda Palmer, sometimes credited as Melinda Palmer, who wrote two episodes uh, or story credit on two episodes of a show called Family from the 70s, which I've never heard of before. And then no. she writes a TV movie in 1998, which sounds intriguing, but I'm sure has horrible, horrible CGI computer graphics called Legion of Fire colon Killer Ants! Exclamation point. Killer ants from South America that eat the flesh of people attack a small town. Into it. Yeah, totally. So I wonder why they picked these um, Garbage Pail Kids. It's a good question. Because like when you, I haven't seen Detective Pikachu yet, but in the trailers, they were like, we're, we're getting all the heavy hitters. It's yeah. all the ones you recognize. You got your Snorlax. You got your, you got your Pikachu. It's, I was like, they picked ones that like my older brother and my mom Yep, are gonna recognize. Yep, 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 yep. That is exactly true. Because I remember for like literally one minute and forty five seconds, I think the length of that trailer, I was like, "Huh, I might be going to see a Pokemon movie." And then the trailer ended, and it snapped out of it immediately. But if we're like for the the length of that trailer, it was like, "I might be going to see a Pokemon movie." I really want to see that movie, but I think it's out of theaters. Yeah, I think so too. Um, because later they start like they're like. Our friends are at the house for the ugly. I can't. That's and that's all that voice I'm gonna do because it hurts my throat. And I learned that as I did it. But that's how they talk. Because this movie introduces the idea that there's a state home for the ugly. Yes, and that's where ugly people go. And I love that idea. Like it's very Mel Brooks. That's very stupid. That's very funny. But then when they go to the home for the ugly, no one in there is ugly. Like Santa Claus is in there, and it's like too jolly. You know, it's too fat. Uh, Gandhi's there. Lincoln is there. Someone is quote unquote too crippled. Like, yeah, it just, it just, just sucks. Cause they say, um, oh, also crop top, the gang in this movie, the, the dude who isn't juice in this gang dresses like me. Yes. Crop tops, mesh tank tops, living his best life. Um, he also, oh, the kid also, uh, Mackenzie Essen hides, in a duffel bag. Yeah, it's very strange. And this is when the garbage truck kids do their, like, breakout, and, like, some of them go drive a car. Well, no, because this is where they start looking. They go get food uh, and look for their friends. Yes. Because they say Ultraviolet and Banana Anna are the two names I wrote down. Right. And I was like, I just want to know what I bet, who, what I, do these people look I like. I bet Ultraviolet has, like, a really bad sunburn that she's, like, eating the peelings of. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. Or I was like, is she like choking and turning purple? But ultraviolet, I think that better. And is Banana Anna just a banana with legs? Uh, I bet she's like eating a banana. <laughs> like a rotten one. 
I was like, it sounds like in the Little Rascals, and they're like, come to the freak show and watch the man eating chicken. Oh, and it's just. Oh, uh, snap. I just looked it up. Is, gar- uh, is that going to work? No. Uh, Ultraviolet does have a bad sunburn. She's not eating it, but she has a bad sunburn. Okay. Oh, that's fun. I think that was a Who- new Garbage Pail Kid card, but the old one had a sunburn too. What is Banana Anna? It is a. It is a. <laughs> Uh, anthropomorphic uh, banana yes that looks yucky i would have much rather her in this movie yeah i would take the anthropomorphized banana actually no anyway. that says vanessa undresser ew anna banana is a chimp oh again i'd rather have that yeah no totally and that uh, a bad chimp puppet would be would be much preferable to to any of these children puppets that are horrifying uh they steal a pepsi truck wink and then they crash and there's a random hot guy driving and they really show his face and i was like is he famous like am i supposed to recognize this guy i didn't i did not they also and this is where they also run over like with a stolen truck they run over one of the bully's cars and it is like flattened as if by steamroller like again very muppet logic very muppet logic or um that scene in the brave little toaster Yes, it is exactly like the scene in the Brave Little Toaster as well. Um, yeah, I wish this was animated. Yeah. This would be so much better if this was an animated movie. And then they're all like sitting around a fire, and I just like want to kill myself. Uh, you ate my hot dog. Uh, my tummy hurts. Yeah, it's awful. And then one of them farts because there's a farter, and then one of them pees because there's a peer. And I just, I just really wish I was doing anything else. It feels like this was a movie made for kids today because they stopped caring about kids entertainment yeah. today. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this scene ends mercifully eventually. And then the garbage pail kids bring a new outfit for Mackenzie Aston and he like pushes back. But, uh, cause turns out they can. sew. they're like the mice in Cinderella. Exactly. It's very much that exact scene. Um, but he eventually wears it and then tangerine swoons. But instead of her being like, Oh, you're hot and I want to kiss you. It's like, Oh, you should totally make a bunch of clothes for me to sell. How many outfits can you make by Friday? 12, 13, 14, which is objectively an insane number for someone whose job is to make outfits. Like it's not easy to make an outfit as someone who like theoretically, she knows how, how much work it takes to sew. Right. If she had said 12 shirts. Sure. I mean, it's uh, ridiculous, but, like, that's more doable than 12 outfits, especially including if it was like, jackets. Especially if it was, like, 12 identical shirts. It's like, yeah. I love oh that shirt. God. Make me 12 of them. At least it's, like, the same fabric and the same cuts over and over again. And you could, like, assembly line that, probably make 12 shirts in a week if they were identical. Yeah. But she says 12 outfits. And she's not even hiding that she's playing him to, to use him for his outfits. Right. And he has no idea because he's a huge idiot. And at this point, I wrote, oh my god, are we going to do Cinderella? And then they start singing and I just wrote with my pen, screaming, screaming, screaming. I wrote, oh joy, a song. And then, so on Wikipedia, so the person who wrote the Wikipedia article for this movie might be, a, might be someone I want to befriend. Because in the article, they go, it says something, something, something effective like, the Garbage Pail Kids work through the night to sew and sing an annoying song while doing so. <laughs> That's verbatim. Accurate, accurate, accurate. 
they break into a sweatshop like it's labeled sweatshop again muppet logic and then they make a whole bunch of clothes and are gross and then they're like we need a break so they sneak into the movies and then they, no, they, so they find a tv and decide they have to hide it from him and i don't know why because he's not running a sweatshop yeah, they can stop whenever. Yeah, they, they they really have no contractual obligation to complete this task. And then uh, Vanessa Vomiter is like, "I made disguises for us," except it's just she made six trench coats and right. sunglasses, right? Which don't hide anything. It's a very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing, where it's like Raphael in a trench coat is just a turtle in a trench coat. <laughs> it's just a giant green it's turtle like in you're a trench not, coat. Like you didn't. You, this is not what you think it is. You put Franklin in a trench coat and it's the same damn thing. Right. Uh, so a bunch of them go off to the movies and meanwhile the alligator and another one go driving and they see a sign that's like toughest bar in the world. Because again, that's the point where I realized I was like, oh, it's a Muppet movie, except it's horrible. Was this, was this four kids, you think? Yeah, definitely. It just seems so weird. Yeah, but it's like the the only people buying these cards were kids. I mean, maybe some adult weirdos. Apologies if you're listening, but like, the, the, they're definitely these are not for adults. If you're if you were an adult in the '80s who collected these cards, reach out because you would be like a, an adult. I would say is like 25. You're like in your 60s listening to us. So they get into like a bar fight and then the bartender's like, no, these guys are tough. I'm into it. They get into a bar fight because the alligator tries to eat someone's toes. And then the bartender's like, no, these guys are cool. We should hang out with them. And they all decide like, yeah, all right, we'll hang out with these freak monsters. I don't know why the greaser wasn't the one in the biker bar. Agreed. It made much more logical sense to be the greaser. And and if you want the alligator, then the greaser and the alligator. And then, so half of them are in the movie theater, and Messy Tessie sneezes popcorn everywhere, and then the biker bar scene happens, and this is where we get the some a song about the Garbage Pail Kids that I can't remember. My mind can only think of the Adams Family remix that came out <laughs> a few years after this, with MC Hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, so we cut back to the store, and the magician's there, and he's like, now do you promise not to break any rules? And he, they're like, yeah, we promise. He's like, all right, then I'll just go about going about this the same way I have been. See you later. Well, he makes, he's like, alligator, you are the leader. So I need you to promise. And there is a prime setup because he's like, repeat after me. I state your name. And I was like, oh, the alligator's going to do it. And then the alligator goes, I, alligator. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Didn't take the freebie there. Like, I was expecting like, that is a the lowest hanging fruit yeah. in this movie. Yeah. It's like, this is a vaudeville era joke. Yeah. And that's this movie. Um, the, <laughs> the magician is, look, is like pouring over a magic book that just is called Really Black Magic. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. Uh, meanwhile, the garbage fell kids get into all sorts of hijinks using those pipes we saw. It was Chekhov's pipes, by the way. This movie needed a checkoff, apparently. Because it's like, oh, we're going to fiddle with the one that says bathroom, and the guy gets blasted off the toilet up to the ceiling, and then we're going to do like hot tub. the Goonies. Yes, exactly. And, like, a thousand other gags. And then it's like, oh, it's time for the hot tub one, and there's, like, a couple in there drinking champagne, and then she's like, the water's brown, which I think is supposed to imply poop, but in- instead of her just being like, what smells? Oh, my God, and running away, she, like, visually reacts to it, which I thought was kind of a weird choice. But then he's, like, kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did you notice that? <laughs> he doesn't seem as bothered by it. That's for sure. She's like, brown water. And he's like, hey. And she's like, ew. And I was like, what? Um, so the ki- the Garbageville kids are like, we should go find the home for the ugly. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Mackenzie Aston has all their clothes that they've made. And he takes them to sell them with tangerine. And the police are searching children. Right. It's like that scene in Terminator 2 when the T-1000 yeah, is like yeah, grabbing yeah. kids Have being you seen like, this boy? are you John Connor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this boy? Have you seen this boy? But instead they're like, hey, are you ugly? <laughs> it is what they say, pretty much. Uh, so uh, apparently, I, this is where I learned this fact. There's no I, So the facts I don't have are, aren't tied to anything. It's just I got bored watching the movie and went on Wikipedia. So apparently this movie was supposed to be a horror movie. The first draft. I would buy that way more than what this is. That's for sure. It was supposed to be like the toxic sludge um, fell over onto some broken dolls. And those dolls became the garbage pail kids and killed people like the Puppet Master franchise. Interesting. That's probably a better movie. Oh, my God. That's a much better movie. Are you kidding me? Like, it might still be objectively terrible, but it's better than this, I would think. It's more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I mean, anything is more enjoyable to watch. Literally watching paint dry is more enjoyable than this movie. Um, so, yeah, Tangerine's clearly using Mackenzie Aston, and it's not hidden at all throughout no. the entire movie. No. And then, like, the second that she gets, she has opportunity to be a dick, she's a dick right in front of him. She locks the garbage pail kids in the basement. She's like, well, I'm going to keep those prisoners for making more clothes for me later. Come on, kid, let's get out of here. Yeah, it's it's just so bizarre. There's also implied puppet sex, and yeah, I don't need it. I just don't need. This is an avenue Q. Yeah, I don't need it. You can you can have that one, and you can keep it for yourself. Because I don't need it. I don't want it. You can have it. No, thank you. Also, Tangerine has a lock in her purse, like a key lock, not a combination lock. Right. Which I get. You don't just carry one of those at all times. I mean, like I feel like so here you're on a date. She pulls out a combination lock. Uh huh. Okay. Now push that to one side. That's okay, A. Okay. She reaches into her purse, pulls out a lock, and then the keys for that same lock. Which one's weirder to you? I mean, they're both weird in the context you're describing. I th- I used to have a lock with a key for my gym bag. Okay. But that was a small one, I'm assuming. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the comically oversized Muppet lock that they use in this movie, if that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a prop from the Pirates of the Caribbean. No, it wasn't a prop from the Pirates of the Caribbean. It was like a normal lock. She pulls out a dog holding the key ring, and she's like, go. Um, she's like, this is going to make me a star. And I was like, the local non-name brand department store fashion show is going to make you a star? Well, the way that this fashion show is run sure seems like there's some money involved. I was like, this isn't like it's a Kmart or a Macy's or whatever. It's like Annabelle's department store. Right. So the gar- the goons knock the magician out. He's magic. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand how he's not able to be better at this. He seems like very low-level magic. He seems like friggin' Merlin in the Disney Sword in the Stone. But, like, he acts like he's like a Hagrid, where he's like, oh, they hid me wand in this umbrella, and I can kind of do some spells. But only in the first couple books, and then we forgot about that by the end. Right. Which I only just realized when I rewatched the first Harry Potter movie. Because I don't have time to read all those books again, because they get thicker and thicker as the time went on. And I was like, they like full on let Hagrid do magic and have a flying motorcycle. And then by the last book, that just wasn't there anymore. And now there's a ride of that. Yeah. 
Unless uh, some someone is angry tweeting us right now, being like, actually, in a six book. I mean, Hagrid definitely uses magic in that scene section where they're like, they got a bunch of fake Harrys and they're going in all different directions. Oh, he did? He was in that? Yeah, he's in there with the motorbike. Oh. Because that's how, spoiler, 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 that's how Hedwig dies. Oh, right. That's when uh, JK got her first real taste for blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, the magician gets knocked out. They take them to uh, the state home for the ugly, right? And the guards threaten to kill the 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 the, the garbage pill kids. Like they don't threaten; they say they're going yeah, to. But they're like, "We're gonna squish them into a cube in a garbage compactor," <laughs> which is like they're a- gonna sing a song about accepting their fate. <laughs> Oh my god, did Toy Story 3 rip off the Garbage Pail Kids? Watch, no, it's, watch our did YouTube Toy Story 3 to rip out. off Brave Little Toaster, that's which true. ripped off the Garbage Pail Kids? That's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. Um, I wrote, I have, so, I love when I write notes and don't write enough context, because I just have a note that's so, I wrote, he's magic though, which is clearly about the wizard. Yeah, no, he is locked in a cell and seems helpless. And then I have, the, uh, then I wrote just... If what's not real? Question mark. Does that nope, ring nothing. any bells? I got nothing there. No. Cool. Um, I also because my next note is I was hoping the bullies would get stuck in the ugly home. Well, like I thought nice the bullies yeah. would like drop them off and they'd be like, "Well, we'll be on our way." And they're like, "Where do you think you're going, ugly?" <laughs> uh, no. Instead, what happens is Mackenzie Aston realizes his friends have been captured. Runs to the biker bar because apparently he knows about that happening and runs in. And it's like the the ugly freak monsters and their friends need help. And all of these bikers are like, well, we can't stand for this injustice. Let's rally the troops. And they all get on their motorcycles and they run in to help. Also, the scene where Tangerine comes clean about having um, orchestrated all this is it's it's very similar to that scene in Us where, where Lupita Nyong'o is talking into her reflection in the in the window telling her husband what happened that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's got the it's feels like it's supposed to have this good gravitas of yeah, like Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't never know you had under- seen that finally. Oh, I saw us in theaters. Oh, that's right. That's right. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting confused. Sorry. Um cuz like <laughs> she's like is is all shot through the mirror. And so she's just like blank face looking at the mirror like of course they're here. I told them where they'd be. They're at the state home. I was like, why is, what is happening? Yeah, I got a real, like, uh, psycho murderer type vibe from this. But his, but then two seconds later, she's getting slapped around by her boyfriend who says, that's for quote unquote, copping out to him. Yeah. Don't know what that means. Nope. Um, but we also, like, she's doing her fashion show and there's this insanely large tangerine logo that's been like custom made for her that's like an actual tangerine with the word tangerine written around it it almost looks like the butt emoji the peach it does look like the peach emoji it definitely does but like that's what i was saying before is like someone spent a bunch of money on this fashion show because that was not cheap and it was made on very short notice right um Um, the garbage pill kids show up to the fashion show they invade it and ruin it as you would expect the the fart they get escaped yeah they get set free rather yeah and then the fart one farts like like he does. Fart, fart, fart. Also, apparently some of them actually died. The garbage fill kids? Yeah. I didn't notice that. It, I don't think it was any of the ones we knew because Mackenzie Aston, when they're breaking them free, is like, where are all their friends? Oh, and then, oh the ones so, 
That they died off screen, you mean? The wizard was like, well, remember we talked about the great garbage com- compactor in the sky? And I was like, no, we oh, didn't I talk totally about that. Oh, I totally missed that. So they're saying Ultraviolet is dead. Ultraviolet and Anna Banana, or whatever the fuck, are dead. <laughs> no sequel for those kids. No. Because uh, he, he was like, remember we talked about the great garbage compactor in the sky? And I was like, we didn't talk about that. Is, wait a minute. Who talked about this and when? <laughs> I did not hear about that part. That was new information. Uh, so the fart one farts, and everybody runs away because it smells They're ripping bad. women's clothes off? Yeah, and then Mackenzie Aston tells Tangerine to go to hell, which I guess is kind of nice, but, like, I don't care. And then we cut... Because she's like, hey, can we be friends? And he's like, no, fuck off. You locked my friends in a basement and had your friends try to kill them. And this is where she, uh, Vanessa Vomiter finally throws up. And then... Um, Mackenzie Aston, like, full-on Christmas story, tackles Juice, the main bully, and just starts wailing on yeah, him. Yeah, he really goes to town on this guy, which I kind of loved, actually. I And then they pull him off. Yeah. Like, the wizard is like, no, son. And he's like, he's not worth it. And yeah. I was like, no, he's a little worth yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, maybe the garbage pill kids could hold his arms and legs down, and he could just keep wailing on him. They poured toxic waste on this kid. He's lucky to be alive. Like, maybe that uh, speaks to me as a human, but I think people can uh, can get beat up a little more. Yeah. I think bullies and villains can get more comeuppance. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it that. It was the same problem I had with a Marvel movie I saw recently where, like, they just, like, they were like, oh, we're going to send the villain back to the home planet with a message. And I was like, or, or, hear me out, shoot his face off. Send him back to the home planet dead with a message written on his chest like Die Hard. Like Die Hard. Yeah, that's what I want. Ho, 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 now I have a laser gun. Like, sometimes villains need that. Yeah, agreed. Because the villains are going to do it. Yeah, no, they totally are. They have no qualms about giving a little murder ski. Yeah. Um, Suck it, Batman. Exactly. So we go back to the antique shop and the magician is there and he's like, I've cracked the code on how to send them home. I just have to play this song backwards. And he starts playing it. And the, and you all have to close your eyes. Yeah. Everyone has to close their eyes, even me. And the garbage pail kids just like all walk out of the building. Mackenzie Aston's like, uh, Mr. Magician, Mr. Magician. He's like, no, no, close your eyes, son. No time to be sad now. We're just going to send our friends away forever. And then they just walk out the front door. And uh, drive away. Oh, also, he tells Tangerine he doesn't think she's pretty anymore. That's true, he did. Which is the ultimate burn for Tangerine, obviously. Uh, and mercifully, this movie is over. With only, like, subtle implications of a sequel. It's not like Mac and Me, where they blew a bubble that was like, they we'll be, be back. back. Yeah, but it was pretty close. They definitely were like, hey, we might see some more of each other. But, like, what I was half expecting was, like... The kids, uh, they close their eyes, the kids run away, they open, and the can wiggles. Yes. And they're like, oh, they're back inside, and then new kids come out of the can. And they're like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama yeah. Mia, yeah, yeah. here we go again. Yeah, that would have been it. That would have been much better for sequel setup. But thank God they didn't, because this is such a horrible piece of crap. It would be a nightmare if they did that. This is one of the few ones we've watched where it's bad, and it's not even like, oh, I could save this by doing this and this. Like, this is unsavable. You would have to just start from scratch. Yeah, it's a you'd have to a new idea for how to do the kids on screen, the whole thing. Make it a, or, or I mean, make it a cartoon. Yeah, that keep would work. the same script. Yeah, keep everything. I mean, it's it should change, but whatever. Mm-hmm. 
if I have to do my standard change one thing, fix the movie, it's make it a cartoon. Yeah. But even then, it's just, this is so hard to watch. We should have watched an episode of the cartoon show. Uh, yeah, I guess that would have been a, a way around it. That's for sure. Um, yeah, this is, this is bad. This is bad. And as someone who likes bad movies a lot and has a very high tolerance for them, this is atrocious. I agree. Yeah. Um, do you have any other final thoughts on the Garbage Pail Kids movie? No, it's not fun. No, it's the opposite. I didn't have fun. No. At all. It was actively torturous to watch this. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't, I cannot. I cannot. I wrote a note that says 20 minutes in and I'm miserable. Yeah, no, I... My first pause for taking a break was 11 minutes and 33 seconds in. You poor bastard. Because I, I make a little note. It's, you know, oh, you know, let me come back to it at this timestamp. And I, ha- I have it on my note, 11 minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah, this is this is brutal. This was really brutal. Next time we do Listener Request Month, maybe y'all could treat us a little better. I think we do a... A lot for all of you. I think I think we put a good show together for you, and I think that we we try to make you hear about interesting movies and things. Maybe next year you could be just like a tiny little bit less mean to us. Yeah, because the um, real genius and Midnight Madness were fun. Yeah, they weren't great movies, yeah, but yeah. they were fun to watch. I actually liked Real Genius. I know you were kind of in the middle on it, but I, 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 I would watch that again. In I would watch it again. Yeah. I just think with a few tweaks, it's better. That's like a great Saturday afternoon killing time waiting for dinner movie. I think. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. Like it's on TNT or TBS or whatever at three thirty. That's like a perfect. Yeah. Anyway, um, please don't watch the Garbage Pill Kids movie. I'm, I'm actively back. I should put that at the top of the show. Like, please, Have a little respect for yourself. Please don't watch this movie. Uh, really super brutal, this one. This one broke me uh, in a way that I haven't been broken in a very long time. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. Uh, I hope that this episode was entertaining, even though the movie was definitively not. Uh, if you want more of us, you can head over to patreon.com. It's patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. Uh, if you sign up at the $5 tier or above, you get a bunch of bonus content right away. Uh, we are posting, I think by the time everyone's heard this, it should be up. Our, our live episode on Flashdance from the Philly Podcast Festival should be up. That'll be our most recent one, but a whole bunch of back catalog episodes there at this point. Uh, check us out on Facebook or visit us on Twitter. It's dissect the 80s on Twitter. Uh, and you can always email us at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com or give us a call on the hotline, which is 856-D-I-S-S-E-C-T. Always fun to get a message from a listener as opposed to the very confused uh, calls I get from car dealerships in New Jersey because the 856 <laughs> is New Jersey number. About once a month I get a, uh, I think I have the wrong number, but just in case, this is Bob from Bob's Discount Nissan's. Give me a call. It. I'm passing the savings on to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the machine literally is like, you've reached dissecting the '80s, your favorite '80s podcast. <laughs> it's like very much. Wow. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, it's it's very obvious it's not a human person's cell phone message or whatever. Anyway, uh, so check us out there if you or, or get in touch with us that way if you'd like. Uh, and the last thing you can do, uh, if you want to support the show, but you don't have the cash for Patreon, we totally get it. But what you can do for free is review the show uh, anywhere you get it. iTunes helps a lot, but anywhere we can get it, we'll take it. Uh, if it's not on iTunes, just take a screenshot and send it to us at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com, and we read those on the air. 
Thank you all so very much for listening to the show. Uh, this concludes the first ever listener request month, which was mostly fun until it was not. Um, we will be back on August 12th with the 30th anniversary special for Weekend at Bernie's for a belated Father's Day and 30th anniversary, not Father's Day, birthday and 30th anniversary present uh, Weekend at Bernie's. I confuse Bernie's. this all the time, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a belated gift for our dad and a uh, who likes this movie a lot, and a belated 30th anniversary. I believe the 30th anniversary for Weekend to Bernie's is the actual day that this episode you're listening to drops, so we're just a couple weeks late, but that's all right. Uh, Bernie would be fine with it, he's dead. Uh, so we will be back on August 12th. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, thank you so very much for listening to the show, we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Angelino. Until August 12th. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.